I'm Alma Lee. I'm a psychotherapist and transformative lifestyle resiliency coach and author, and I want to help you reach your goals by teaching you how to step outside of those fear-based mindsets and into your powerful, loving self. Let's get started. I don't know about you, but I'm enjoying this change in the weather. I love the seasonal change. I'm not a cold weather fan necessarily. I don't like the cold weather, but we don't really see cold weather here in the Charleston area. Not real cold weather anyway. Today's a gorgeous day. Uh, I'm really thoroughly enjoying it. Looking forward to getting out into it later on this afternoon. Let's get into it. Have you, uh, I'm sure you have, caught yourself in an engagement with someone where you found yourself to be reactive as opposed to responding to them. You found yourself trying to change them, change their behavior, change the way they are responding to you or reacting to you. I'm sure we all have. We've all been in those situations where we become so frustrated with someone else because they're not engaging with us maybe the way they used to and maybe we feel like we need to get our emotions escalated as a means of affecting their behavior let's let's talk about that a little bit in uh, I, I always want listen let me back up I always want people to succeed that is always my fundamental desire my goal and my purpose in the work that I do is to help other people succeed. Now, the way that you live your life, that's your decision. That is completely your decision. Your idea of success may very well be different than mine. And it's not my power, my decision. It's not where I'm at. I don't seek to help you define what success is. I just want you to find it. I want you to find it on your terms. And the best way that I know how to do that is to do it in, in my own transparency by sharing my own narrative and by being authentic in my approach. Now, I will tell you, and I've said it before, I say it often, I'm a tough love kind of therapist. I'm not a velvety, sweet, sugary, hand-holding, cheerleading type of therapist. I'm just not. It's not my personality. I believe that in order for you to achieve your goals, you've got to get out of the situation that you are currently in in order to affect positive change. That means you must become uncomfortable. There has to be an element of discomfort in your growth. Comfort is the enemy to growth. Um, and I want you to succeed in achieving your goals. So you must at some point become... Uh, you know, you, you have to embrace discomfort. That is the cornerstone of what I want to talk about today. Embracing the discomfort of situations, relationships, jobs, you name it. We have all been in those climates, those conditions where we seek to change the behavior of other people as opposed to changing the way we are responding or reacting to it. When I was in grad school, I did a an internship at a, um, it was a uh, clinic that had drug and alcohol rehabilitation 
programs and courses in education therapy, but it also had a class called Dialectic Behavioral Therapy, which I also co-facilitated with my my supervisor. And it was fantastic. I learned so much in that course. Dialectic Behavioral Therapy was created by Dr. Marsha Linehan. I've talked about her before. She is a pioneer in the treatment of borderline personality disorder. Now, you don't have to have borderline personality disorder in order to benefit from the fundamentals of dialectic behavioral therapy, one of which, uh, one of these fundamentals of dialectic behavioral therapy, or DBT, as I will talk about it, is radical acceptance. Now, I'm not sitting here claiming to be an expert on it. I am not a current facilitator or trainer in DBT, but I do use these fundamentals in my individual clinical practice, and I apply these uh, fundamentals to my own personal life as well. At least I try to. (laughs) You know, we're all humans, and all humans are fallible, but I, I do try to implement the constructs, and one of which is radical acceptance. Radical acceptance. Ooh, that's a big one. Radical acceptance Essentially, what it means is observing and allowing. You observe your environment. You observe the people in your environment. You watch what they do, right? You watch how they behave. People's actions will never lie. They just don't. You know, you can pay attention to what someone says and then pay attention to what they do and then make a determination on that outcome. And then you decide what you're going to participate in. It's like what uh, Dr. Iyanla Van Sant, if I can say her name correctly, Dr. Iyanla Van Sant from Fix My Life. You know, have you have you uh, watched her show? She she's the one. You know, she says that you don't get to choose how somebody else is going to show up. You don't get to change other people's behaviors, and you don't. You just don't. You don't get to tell somebody else look, you have to change this about yourself. You have to do this differently. I need you to do this. I need you to show up this way. You don't get to do any of that. I think that's where a lot of people get stuck. I do know that a lot of people show up in therapy with me with this desire to get me to somehow help them find some magical verse or magical wand to get their partner or boss or friendship, whatever, to get somebody else to behave differently. And you just can't. You just can't. You know, you, we, we only have power over our actions and our reactions. Ours. That's it. You know, Dr. Van Sant says, you know, you, you get to observe how someone is showing up and then you decide on whether or not you want to participate. And that's what I want to get into. See, that's where radical acceptance comes into play here. You will save yourself an enormous amount of frustration in your life when you get to that that uh, that the light bulb moment, the epiphany of the realization that you don't have any control over other people. The only thing that you have control over is whether or not you're going to participate, whether or not you are going to continue to engage with that person. Now, I often I will get comments, uh, direct messages where, well, what about domestic violence, Alma? What about, you know, when you're married to someone who's violent, who's on drugs, who, who, you know, here's what I'll say to that too. You know, I can't, you know, give you the magical, you know, solution to that. I, I encourage anybody in a situation, particularly when it's violent, to always ask for help. Ask for help. Reach out for help. 
I, obviously, I want you to be safe. But here's where I'm coming from as a therapist. If you listen to this and you listen to these protocols that I'm expressing to you as a measurement of your success, of you finding success in life, is that hopefully those individuals who have yet to meet a potentially violent partner will have the ability to stand in their own confidence to observe those red flags and not ignore them. People are always doing the best they can. Now, don't get it twisted. I'm not saying that you should ignore someone's behavior, but I do think that you should observe people's behavior from a space of acknowledgement that whatever it is they're doing, it's because it's the best that they can do. That's tying back into radical acceptance. That's tying back into observing and allowing people to behave the way they will. You, that's the only choice you have is to observe and allow. And then you radically accept it. And then you decide whether or not you want to participate. So for instance, let's say you have the same argument with your partner over and over and over again. You know, it's the same exact thing. Um, uh, lack of consistent, clear communication. That's a common one. You know, when you're working with, dealing with, uh, interacting with, having a relationship with, or building a relationship with someone who is inconsistent in their communication, you only have the power over your actions and your reactions. You literally cannot affect change over how that person is communicating. And what you have to realize is that that person is engaging with you to the degree of the best of their ability. That means, when you look at it from their perspective, that means that you are at a certain echelon, a certain level of priority in their life. And you may not be as high on the list of priorities in that person's life that you would like to be. That is something that you have to choose whether or not you're going to participate in. That is something that you have to decide on whether or not you're going to accept it and move on and allow it. You see, that is your reaction to those conditions. You can't force somebody to prioritize you at a higher echelon in their life. They may be focused on other things. They may have prioritized you at a higher level in the past, and then you became lower on that level of priority. And you know what? I see it happen a lot, especially in interpersonal, intimate partner relationships where, you know, that person's become frustrated with that other person. That, you know, if you've listened to this podcast and you've listened to the other episode on dysregulation, this ties into that as well. You, you owe it to yourself, you owe it to yourself to live in a space where you have the ability to respond to people as opposed to reacting to people. When you respond, you are thinking logically. When you react, you are thinking emotionally. And there are people out there that do what they can to consistently keep you in a space of dysregulation because if they can keep you emotional, they can keep you tied into them. They can keep control over you, and that's very toxic and unhealthy. This is where you get your power back, when you observe and you allow that person to be exactly who they are, and you allow them the understanding that you believe that they are doing the best that they can and you radically accept the circumstances that you are existing in with that person at face value, 
then with all of that evidence, you get to decide and you should decide on whether or not you are going to choose to tolerate the current conditions without any change on their part, or you remove yourself and you don't participate. You just choose not to participate. You sit down, you take notice of what's going on, and you decide that you don't like the fact that there's inconsistent communication. You decide that you're going to care about this person. You don't have to unplug from them completely. You don't have to be toxic. You don't have to be cruel. You don't have to react or respond in a negative manner. You don't have to punish that person. A lot of times we feel like we have to punish someone for changing how they're treating us. You ever catch yourself doing that? You ever catch yourself so dysregulated you feel like you've got to have payback? You've got to get your lick back? I know I have. And this has all been a part of my own experience, right? We teach people how to treat us by what we tolerate and by what we don't. It's important to be aware of that. You're, you're going to find your success in life. You're going to find your peace when you stop looking outside of yourself for it, number one. When you observe the conditions that you are existing in, when you see how people are showing up for you, when you allow them to be exactly who they want to be at any given time, you choose to respond through your actions and your reactions. You don't try to change the other person. You don't try to get your needs met by yelling and crying and begging and lowering your self-worth, you know, in, in that space where you're, you know, reminding that person if you promised this and you did that and you're not showing up the way you said you were. It's okay. All of it's okay. It really is. It really is. Your success and your power in life comes from your natural state of calm, natural state of self-love, being accountable for your own behavior, being accountable of your own emotions, Knowing that when you start to feel dysregulated because of those experiences with other people, that you deserve the opportunity to self-advocate in those situations by radically accepting the situation as it is. No longer challenging, threatening, forcing, showing all kinds of anger and venom when someone doesn't do what you want them to do. It's all about you removing yourself and preserving your autonomy, preserving your mental well-being, being a good steward of your well-being by saying, you know what, I'm going to love you. I'm going to allow you to be who you are. I see that your temperament, your uh, treatment of me has changed. I don't know why. I'm not going to press. I'm going to observe what you're doing, and I'm going to allow you to continue to do what you're doing, and I'm going to allow you to be exactly who you are showing up as, and I'm going to decide on what I'm going to do in response. I'm going to radically accept this situation as it is. I'm not going to fight you. I'm not going to scream at you. I'm not going to lower my self-worth. I'm not going to allow myself to become unduly dysregulated because some dysregulation is normal and healthy because we're emotions. I mean, we have emotions. We're not robots. I'm going to allow it. I'm going to radically accept you as you are. I accept you, but I choose not to participate because you're not being consistent 
in your communication with me because that's what I need in order for this relationship, this situation, uh, this connection, whatever you want to call it, to expand and grow and be healthy. I need to feel seen by you. I need to know that I am in a space of priority that I uh, originally thought that I was in, that I no longer believe that I am in, and that's okay. It's okay. People can walk away from you too. They're allowed. This, this works both ways. So if somebody else is observing your behavior, if you're being controlling, if you're being toxic, if you're being inconsistent in your uh, communication with someone else, it's because you're doing the best that you can. And sometimes our best just isn't good enough for someone else. And that's okay. It's okay. It's okay. You, you deserve to be successful too. You know, we, we get caught up in the good versus evil concept, that man-made concept of who's at fault, who's to blame, where's the judgment lie. Blame is irrelevant. None of this is about fault finding. None of this is a judgment of, of anyone. It's just, it's important for us to be the steward of our well-being. It's important for us to be aware that we are mirrors. We're, we just are. We just are. We draw in the energy that we put out into the universe every day. So if you're putting out anxiety, if you're putting out insecurity, if you're putting out uh, anger, if you're putting out hostility out into the universe, and that's the way you wake up, and that's the energetic bubble that you exist in day to day, or if you exist in a space of, I am a victim of life, I am not good enough, then that energetic vibration that you send out into the universe it will reflect back to you, meaning you will draw in circumstances, situations, people, those conditions that cause you, that magnify the very essence of the negativity that you exist in, that you choose. It consistently rewrites itself. It, it's a loop. It's an energetic vibrational loop of negativity. So what I want for, for anybody who listens to me or anybody that I work with to understand that you can have success in your life, you have to identify what success is first. I can't do that for you. You have to decide what does success look like. For me, success is freedom and peace. I want to live a calm life. I don't want to live in an anxious situation. I want to have the availability and uh, the, the freedom to engage in ways, you know, to, to reach out and not feel any, any barriers, to not feel anything restricting me. I want to be able to move freely, energetically throughout my life. I want to engage in thoughtful conversation and intellectual conversations with people. I want to live a delicious existence, to quote Abraham Hicks. I deserve it. I'm a good person. I want to show up in purpose to show up as somebody who makes the world a better place each and every day. Because the more I do that, the more I push that vibration out into the world, the more it comes back, the more it's reciprocated, the more it shows up in my world. And let me tell you what, you know, when, when you show up for yourself first, which is counter to the program, <laughs> when you show up for yourself first, you start to notice how all that negativity will, it'll start to kind of increase. Once you're more aware of what's going on around you, 
you will start to see how negative some situations really were that maybe you weren't really paying attention to, or maybe you were allowing, and maybe you were participating in, you were choosing those situations. There would be, it would be remiss of me to not remind you that once you start making these significant lifestyle changes, that there's a lot of, of loss. There's a lot of isolation that comes from this. I promise you that people and situations that you thought were steadfast in your life might actually go away. They may actually walk away from you for a time. They may abandon you. They may choose not to participate with you because you've no longer allowed them in because you're no longer allowing yourself to be a doormat. I want you to be successful. I want you to live a full, happy, whole life while you're here in this this meat suit that we're in right now, before you transition back to consciousness. What do you want to achieve? You know, think about this. Think about what you are observing in your environment and what you are allowing in your environment and what you're participating in. What are you judging about other people? Are you seeing yourself as a victim of other people? If you're seeing yourself as a victim of life or a victim of other people, that is a mindset that is wholly within your control. I'm not saying that people cannot be hurt by other people. That's not what I'm saying. But I am saying that if you are of the mindset that you are worth less than other people, then you are in a victim mindset. That is part of the program. And you don't need to be there. You have all the power in the world to choose differently. And it starts with being a steward of your well-being. It starts with radically accepting your current conditions. Observe everything around you. Everything. There is a program. There is the societal, dogmatic, cultural, a program that says, you know what? You have to stay in uh, in contact with certain people in your life just because they're blood relatives. Uh, You have to, you know, once you get married, your religion says you can't get divorced, no matter how bad that person's treating you. I'm telling you it's a program. I'm telling you that it is intended to keep you stationary so that you will avoid change, you will avoid evolving as a human being, and it will make you more participating for the whole wellness of whoever's benefiting from you being programmed. You don't have to maintain contact with anyone who is treating you poorly. You can always say, well, you know, Alma, I, but I love this person. That's okay. You can love someone from afar, particularly when they are not showing up in your space in the way that you need them to or in the way that they used to, and then they changed once they started taking you for granted. You know, everything is within your control. You know, it's, it feels like an easier course of action to say, well, they promised me this and um, they used to do this for me and I was happier then and now they're not doing that thing that they promised they were going to do or that thing that they used to do and now they're not doing it. What I'm telling you is observe it, allow it to be as it is, and then you decide whether to participate you decide to radically accept the conditions that you are in without getting dysregulated and trying to change the entirety of other people's behavior. 
And then you change how you're responding, not reacting, but responding to those conditions. That is where your power lies. That's where all of your power lies. You get to choose every single day. Obviously, it's not the choice that a lot of people want. It's, you know, in a, in a perfect, you know, an easier mindset, it would be easier to say, well, can I say something to this person and get them to change how they're treating me? I mean, I suppose you could, but I don't think that that's the, necessarily the healthiest course of action because we teach people how to treat us by what we tolerate and by what we don't. So going back to the earlier example of uh, lack of clear communication, then you have to recognize, too, that your desire to be clear in your communication has no bearing on someone else's behavior. It's not a quid pro quo. You don't, you know, you might deserve it, but that doesn't make it happen, you see. So you have to decide how to be the steward of your well-being by being kind to yourself, by being, you know, that person who says, I just, I don't like this. This is not working for me and it breaks my heart, but I can no longer participate in this because this is not, you know, I'm not trying to change you. I'm not trying to uh, get you to behave a different way. I'm trying to communicate with you what my needs are. But at the end of the day, if that person is consistent only in not meeting your needs and you're upset and you find yourself dysregulated, then you have to change what you're doing. Observe, allow, and then decide whether or not you want to participate. You know, and everybody has a different idea of what it means to be successful. And sometimes we, we you know, run up against what society says that we should de- uh, determine to be success in our lives. I know as a woman, for many, many years, it was, you know, the rhetoric was, you know, get married, have kids, get married, have kids, get a man, have kids. That's what's going to make you happy. That's what that's where your happiness is going to be found. I gave up so much of who I was as an individual in order to make that one pre-programmed facet of my life come to pass. And now I look back at it and I realize that it would be really, really easy for me to fault my ex-husband for everything and to say, oh, he didn't do this and he didn't do that. When in reality, I'm the one who chose to be with him. I'm the one who, because of who I was at that point in time in my life, decided that this is what I needed to have happen in my life in order to be happy. And that's no judgment on him. You know, we we had our issues for sure. But I have to admit that the space that I was in at that time, I had no idea who I was as a young woman. And I I know that that's not, you know, uh, I'm not isolated in that. I know that there is a lot of people who get married at a very early age and then they get stuck in relationships with people that don't care about them, that don't express em- empathy, that are not interested in what they're interested in, that do not clearly communicate. You know, that's just an example of what I'm talking about. Jobs and career paths, the same thing. Finding out who you are is essential to your success. And if you make, you know, long-term decisions without knowing who you are, then it's important to isolate the fact that you're, you're the steward. You're in the driver's seat, whether you know it or not. You might be in the ditch behind the wheel, but you're still in the driver's seat. So it's important. It is important to ask for help. 
But it's important to get your mind right, to get your attitude right, to make sure that you are not trying to get other people to show up in your life in a fashion where you uh, are, are judging them and you're nagging them and you're begging them and you're losing your sense of self-worth and self-respect by becoming dysregulated in a toxic environment and screaming and yelling and throwing things. And before you know it, there's a you know potential domestic violence situation and, you know, it's important to, to pump the brakes on that and to realize that ask yourself what you want. Like really and truthfully, what is it that you want? Because I promise you this much. Once you get to know yourself, once you know what your tolerances are, once you choose you and you put yourself first and you make yourself accountable and you express deliberate self-respect you observe your environment, you allow things and people and situations to show up as they will, you radically accept those conditions as they are, and then you give yourself the power to decide whether or not to participate in those situations, I promise you this, you will find your success and you'll hold yourself in a space of power, empowerment, confidence, and accountability. All right. From fear to love. This has been an LBM production. Please like, subscribe, and share this show. Thanks for listening.